1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Talladega Big One edition of Stacking Pennies. Your boy gets top five. Love to see it. RYB and Ryan Flores get the dub down in Dega. We're going to talk about that. Top five for the Stacking Pennies group. you love to see it. A couple pit road boats and woes, and Marty Smith's going to join us right here in studio. We have a big, big show on tap, so buckle up. This is Stacking Pennies, presented by Mobile One. Stacking them deep, selling them cheap It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory We're just out here stacking pennies Well, 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 welcome to the show uh, This is Stacking Pennies I am, Quarter of the Joy, driver of the number 7 Chevy Camaro in the NASCAR Cup Series And your P4 finisher from Talladega this weekend golf clap golf clap you know i should try doing that more often um joined by my two friends one is a winner the other one is a winner this week and also the champion of about six kick- kickball leagues because it is ladies and gentlemen i know it's a big week this past week ryan wins a cup race i finished top five cool but it's kickball
2: week ladies and gentlemen yep all that stuff is in the past all that stuff kickball is upon us what Dude, have you done for me bring, lately
0: i was gonna bring confetti to celebrate y'all one one of my boys is drinking champagne popping bottles in victory lane the other celebrating a tie for career best finish yeah they, but they said the crew said they didn't want to clean up all the confetti after we leave today so well, i wasn't allowed to still some
2: up top there
0: yeah we found we have two pieces up there but <laughs> i didn't feel like that would make really a big splash i'm, so. I'm
1: glad we are i'm to the point in my career, that I don't get. I know. And cake for I a fourth know. You finish. do not.
0: I know. You've told me that before. So appreciate we don't wanna, that, though. You want to act like this is like regular business. So uh, I, I would. I that. would
1: like to act like that, but it's not. But you've I, done I it would before. like to continue to make it that. Um, but it's really hard. Truly, really, really hard. So that's why you do have to appreciate the good days when they come. So be able to bag what was a fifth place finish, and then you get on the plane and you land, and you realize your fourth place finish. You're like, yes. Love that. That's the second
2: time that's happened with you. Both my fourth place finishes were across the line of fifth. Who got? got Chris Bell got Atlanta.
0: How was Victory Lane, dude?
2: Oh, it was good. Talladega Victory Lane is different because you face, like you don't stand. The car is not diagonal. It kind of faces the photographers. So Mm -hmm. we we won the first race back there when they reconfigured Victory Lane. So like I kind of knew where to look. But it's it is like where do we stand? But yeah, it was great. It Were you was, channeling
0: uh, like your inner Lewis Hamilton and just like spraying everybody you could find? RP, um, I stayed. Can't spray RP. So
2: I stayed. If you look, I stayed like out because I have been the one who gets my eyeballs burnt out with champagne, <laughs> and it was warm champagne, so it was really it was really gonna you know get the retina. But, uh, yeah, so I stayed out and then came in with a late hit. And then Blaney was behind me afterwards, so I dumped it over my shoulder on his head. But, yeah, that was um, – there was a couple young guys. Uh, Trevor, my carrier, he got first champagne bath, and Aww. his eyeballs got burnt out of his head. But it's an acquired taste. It's an acquired Dude, taste. it's
0: got to taste good after you win a race. I learned – I learned run from It still burns
2: your eyes, though. I learned the champagne trick from the field for the fairgrounds. Remember when we used to get champagne bottles at the go-kart track? try the SVG – Blaney tried it, but there was no cork in it. Oh, so their corks were already pulled when we That's got them. That's good.
0: We don't want you guys to lose an eye. Like a burn retina, we can overcome.
1: Yeah, yeah like, like a a shards t- of glass. Yeah,
0: probably
1: yeah. questionable. Like you, like like uh, Brad when he won the championship, yes. he broke that glass yes. and he's yes. like, hey, I'm hammered, blew my hands, i <laughs> bleeding. Do
0: profusely. you guys wait until RP exits stage left? Like we can't get Roger. Yeah, keep it tight, uh, yeah.
1: Roger's. Once you to like, do like the fire suits get zipped down.
2: <laughs> yeah, but then, then there's crazy. times where like Roger will be the life of the party too. So like, yeah, you don't, don't get goosed. Like he's not, he's, he's the captain, right? But, and you tread lightly around him. But then there's sometimes where he'll let you know, like, no, I'm cool. Like, oh, yeah. So still got it. He's, he, Roger's cool. Roger's a cool dude. And when it, it was funny, cause they were kind of in the middle of an interview and then he, he got the victory lane and everything stopped and they were like, sorry, <laughs> everybody, you know, everybody talked to Roger. But yeah, that was a, I think, you know, Talladega super speedway wins. It's not. It is not luck anymore. It is more calculated of a chess game than it's ever been. Yep. And it's not a crapshoot. Now, if there's a late race wreck and the leaders get turned and the caution comes out and somebody's lead, that, that's one thing. But it is a art, and to go there with a plan and execute it as a team with what Ryan and Jonathan did, it felt. I mean, that one felt damn good. Playoff wins, just they just uh, they sit a little different.
1: I had an interesting. Question to present to you guys. Sent it in the group chat a long, long quote that I was reading from a competitor, and he went to paraphrase that the next gen car doesn't allow a driver to show their skill as much as the old car. I think that answer depends on what trailer you're standing on, because if you had a car that was exponentially faster than the majority of people prior to the next gen car. It is probably much less harder to work your way to the front with this car than the old car. Uh, we saw the third lane come in a bit when the bottom two lanes were saving fuel, but you had the opportunity to, like Ryan said, chess game your way to the front by being calculated, know which lanes are going, which know which lanes are falling back and choose Accordingly, to find your way up to the front, what do you think as a spectator watching the race? I'm. Assuming, were you there this weekend or no?
0: Watching on NBC.
1: You watched on NBC. So, what was your take as a spectator?
0: I I felt like it was I was watching art in motion. Really. Mm. I was. What about? So, like, I get chills watching you guys going through the banking. I mean, stage one, like five laps in, you're like three wide, like 10, 12 rows deep. I'm like. Oh my god it's starting early and like just watching the way you guys are able there was so much racecraft involved because you didn't wad it up there was no big one there was a couple isolated incidents with brad and carson and ricky and kyle but and ross the, and ross but for like the most part i was just in awe and then you know you find out later everyone's like well you're trying to save fuel we were quarter we were half throttle i couldn't tell watching at home i was thoroughly impressed and enthralled and just amazed by y'all's talent. And I thought you guys put on a fantastic show. Watching, I mean, going back to the quote you just were talking about, doesn't look like it's any easier than it's ever been when I watched what Ryan Blaney pulled off. I mean, that move down the backstretch when Harvick goes high and Blaney dives low was sick.
2: And then Blaney checking up the 24 when they get in the three, holding back so he doesn't get clear and keep his teammates with him like,
0: amazing
1: there's a lot of nuance to it man that you would never see just watching it unless you legitimately had smt and you knew what you're looking for and timing of brake drags and how hard to hit somebody and where you're hitting it if unless you're riding along on a dash camera on the app like you won't hear throttle modulation so it might pass the eye test and you could probably put a little bit of weight into it doesn't require quote-unquote as much skill but i think what it did was take away a little bit of the disparity between the really, really fast cars and the cars that aren't very fast and closes them up. So then your tricks, so to say, are not less effective, but they don't work as effectively because the car in front of you, you're not exponentially faster than. Now, that's also my point of view, because I'm from the different side of the garage coming up to the side of the quote, that was talking from about. a
0: very big name driver. That's with a major team.
1: Yep. So I can certainly see both sides of it, but this next gen car in every aspect, you just don't see guys make mistakes on pit road or lose track position and then work their way back to the lead as easily. Well, you it's just think?
2: different. Like it's and the the sport changes, right? Like it goes through. I mean, you see at in teams and you see frustration. Like, look at the four team. Right? There was a time not so long ago that they won 10 races in a year and then everything changes and he feels like he can't show his skill set because his cart or the team or Ford or he can't figure out the tire, right? That's what makes guys that have such a long career and win for so long that much better. It's like the NFL, right? The guys that I work with on on pit crews that play in the NFL, they explained it to me. They said it's very rare that you see teams have success multiple years because there's a lot of people making a lot of money to figure out how to stop you. Right. And that's like with, with Denny, it just shifted away. Yes, he's very skilled at speedway racing, but now it's different than it was. So he has to adapt. And now with Denny Hamlin is has a higher race in IQ than anybody, I think, in the sport. But to me, that's a little bit of frustration that, OK, it my old tactics aren't working anymore.
0: Yeah. It, and he said it's frustrating because a lot of his advantages have been taken away with the release of SMT. Kyle Busch said that this weekend. With all the squiggly lines you can all look at now, all their tricks are exposed to everybody in the garage. But
1: he, he sat here in studio and actually said when the sport went heavy, data analytics, at SMT, his career had like a second second wind. He was able to look at it. He was able to break it down. He was able to, to evolve his driving style to look at what Larson was doing, to look at what Kyle Busch was doing. So he's said that as well. I don't think that he is – there's obviously some argument you could have between like intellectual property of how you drive right now instead of just talking about what you're doing you can actually go see it what differentiates kyle larson running the fence at homestead from the guy that's not quite as good at it it's not like this magic anymore it's like no okay he's dragging some brake he's doing this he's doing that with his hands so yeah there's there's much less guesswork to it well it,
0: kyle's is kyle bush said now i gotta go find a new magic trick like it just it makes, makes it me harder. work harder yeah it's just harder yeah. But the greats never stop trying to figure out how to get an advantage, right? It just changes.
2: That's why it's hard. Like, And you're in the driver advisory council, right? For me, that's why it's hard to take a driver's opinion all the time because it depends on how they're running at the time, how they feel about it, right? Like even on the small scale of driving I do, right? When something changes, my first instinct is to be pissed off Cause I had it figured out and maybe like my third or fourth instinct is to go, okay, let me figure this out. So
0: the guy that said it now that puts it something in perspective was caught speeding on pit road, had to fight back for the lucky dog. Didn't get it. Drove back through the field, the old fashioned way to get his lap back. So
2: he looked pretty damn sense. good when he was when up you there. Think
0: about it like that.
2: Yeah. But, but he, he still, when the 11 was up there and when he was behind you and he went up there and he pushed the 23, the 45 at the stage, I'm like. Danny's still baddest dude at super speedways. It just didn't just didn't work out for him because at the end, their third lane never came. And yeah, there was three lanes, but like to your point, it was because people were saving gas when the pay window opened.
1: And the the first four or five guys in line, both lanes are towing it wide open. Then the third lane doesn't have enough additional energy to build something to where they can draw back even. So, I learned a lot, learned a lot throughout the course of the day. This race, I feel like had a really distinct way in how the lane shuffled and how they moved and where you can go. So I really had a good idea once it all kind of leveled out, settled in to start the third stage. I was like, okay, I'm going to go freaking. Like full send, not even there. You're not full sending. You're, you're constantly evaluating. Okay. What cars are around? What teammates are around? What lane has energy? Which lane has numbers? How close am I to the front? How do I continue to work my way? One lap, one opportunity. There's all, always 50, 50 choices. Do I go here? Do I stay? Do I go here? Do I stay here? Do I go? And if you make a, the right amount of those 50, 50 calls one way or different, you can get, that's the difference of getting shucked to the back or maintain it and putting yourself in, in position to win. So I learned a couple of things throughout the day. There was an, there was an opportunity there. Uh, There's an instance towards the end of the second stage. I was probably fourth in line, maybe fifth in line on the top, and the 23 got shucked to the middle, and the line went around them. And I was kind of indecisive. Do I stay with the 23? Do I go to the outside lane? And I was like halfway in between And the 14 car, put it on my left rear, through the tri-oval, and inevitably shucked me because the line just kind of ended up blending and I got stuck on top and just let those guys race it out because we didn't have any help same instance with like five to go in the race the 48 gets stuck to the middle and from the instance earlier in the race I was like okay I don't want to I don't want to go to the top here because after the third or fourth car goes out there the inside lane forms again. So I wanted to be the first one in the middle to pick up the 48, Picked them up. And we went back to like third or fourth on the outside. That kind of set up our race as we wound down to the end, the 48 decided to try to cover top wasn't the right decision. So it put us in a pretty good position uh, that we could break down Corey's close call the race, play the tape, Nick, here we are middle of three and four. Denny's on me, pushing pretty good. Took really good care of me all day, pushed well. Coming off four and you're just tight. You're wide open. Committed to coming across the checkered, whether you're upside down on fire or whatever. Nose to tail. Um, right here, Denny gets me. He, he, right. Denny committed to go to my right rear corner simultaneously as he, he tries to get to my right rear right there. And it nosed me over to the middle lane as the 36 opened it up. And it just put my nose inside the 36 enough.
0: Oh, you just caught him, Riley.
1: Just caught him. But I wasn't trying to get to his middle. I think the the combination of Denny sliding to the right, turned the car just enough to get my right side headlight in his left rear, and he closed it off. And then I looked in my mirror, and there was like 30 cars wrecked. I was like, oh, boy. Then I looked at the scoreboard. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm into money. And then I didn't feel bad about it anymore. But, um, you know, you'll have that big-time auto racing. But super, super proud of our team. Man, we executed great all day, no pit stop issues. Our fuel strategy was strong. A lot of things we learned from Daytona that we applied here to put ourselves in that position when the pay window opened. So anytime you come away to the top five, any track is uh, is certainly certainly good for our team, especially we got the hard charger. They don't even give that word out anymore. But if they did, we'd have got that sucker. Thirty seventh. Thirty seventh Came a long way fourth. from
0: qualifying, my friend.
1: Yep, just floored it. You know, 500 miles, one one lap at a time.
2: Is it a coincidence that the two guys that wrecked in the trial were rookies? Can you get lazy kind of you in the trial lazy. right there?
1: Yeah, you can get lazy there. So there's always somebody like sniffing the middle there. Merriman's probably behind us in, in the production room laughing about that. But there's always somebody like – so there's two different ways the inside lane. It depends on who's towing it. So if somebody's leading – there's like an apron lane on the trioval at Talladega where it's almost like they paved the track for the apron to be one lane up, but they have since changed that and painted it. So there's like a flat lane. Okay. And then there's a little bit of a banking change. And
2: Oh, that's crazy. You can't really see that. Can't see that. You but you there's a noticeable
1: though. thing. You've seen guys wreck and spin out there in the past. If like they're on that seam with the right rear and they get pushed and it mm-hmm. just it just hooks you. So if the guys towing the bottom lane decide to stay above that seam, right, and nobody just nobody goes down there because that's just what it is. So if you get the bottom lane consistently for five or six laps, towing it around that trioval lane, and then they change it and they go to the very bottom lane, well, the outside lane is going to stay in the same spot and it leaves an entire lane open. And when that happens, guys try to jam it in there and then shuck you if you're not if you're not uh, paying attention, so I saw some guys doing that. I just made a note to tell T.J. my spotter, hey, remind me to cover middle, no matter what, because that's just the way you can shuck cars. You can stick your nose in there, and they they get like a you kind of kind of see in the mirror, and you're like, eh, 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 I don't want to cover, I don't want to wreck. So
0: I don't know that I put that all though on the 42 in that instance. Like I see that one. Austin Dillon was pretty upset. I mean, obviously he. Had a pretty hard lick as a result. Of, he got worn oh, yeah. up and yeah. that. But he was like, he said when he came out of infield care, he was like, "I put that on the six. Like Brad needs to know better. That kid is they too young. Like,
1: they to were be, like twelfth in lane, the, in line. Where are they going? I, I don't to the front. There's just sometimes that but he makes that you, that you that scratch your head too.
0: was squirrely all day, and for Brad to give a young kid like that that an aggressive, not was, that. I'm not Carson putting it all. I'm just telling you, what shove. Austin, you said. are
1: as a as a pushy. You are at mercy of whoever's attached to your back bumper. And if the guy behind you isn't regarding watching the characteristics of your car as it bounces around, or if he has you out of shape, your car during the trial in particular is out of shape. It's light relative to how much banking it has and force it has in the corners through the trial. It's generally light because there's less banking there. So if you are pushing on somebody through the trial, it doesn't take a freaking nudge to to get that guy out of shape, so we have seen Brad is one of the best guys at Talladega. Won there how many times? Six times. Se- six yeah. times. He also probably has caused six wrecks. <laughs> he's from aggressive. I saw, a long
2: time. I saw something, and maybe they can pull it in the back. But like his fin, he's zero finishes in like the top in the top ten out of speedways this year. None, and that's that's really <laughs> out of character for him because it's just you can't
1: chalk all that up for bad luck either.
2: No because like, you you've had. Worse, I mean, you. Aggressive. If it was the Sioux Chief Speedway award, you might have won it. Like, yeah, uh, you finished up. Yeah, you.
1: You, finished, like up, for, yeah, you, you yeah. finished up front. Tenth at Tenth to Daytona. Uh, we got. I, I was pushing Joey out of two. The first race, Talladega, and crashed. What about Atlanta, got crashed by Eric Jones. So I probably don't think I'm in contention for the suit chief award. But, but I appreciate. But, but I I you do. got the hard hard charger. I got the hard charger. I
0: feel like I want to ask you this question because you predicted it on spare change.
1: I called RYB. You did call RYB.
0: You did call RYB. Y-R-B. 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 Did call R-Y-B. Y-R-B. RYB. The other thing though that you did spare change, you're like, no, there's not going to be a big one tomorrow. You're like, they're just it's going to be a lot of long green flag runs. Yeah. Why did you think that? Because that I, turned out to be the case. So
1: the last two speedways. I feel as though people watch Ryan Priest flip into oblivion and they're like, oh, this is still pretty dangerous. How about let's take a chill pill and not try to kill each other every time we go to the racetrack, especially at a speedway. So you can tell just in the intensity meter, it was like the intensity level was like a two in terms of cars out of shape, bumps. Even when the top lane was going, everybody was really nice to each other because you have the ability to get to the car in front of you's bumper. Particularly if you have someone behind you that's tight, you can drive up there and hit somebody. But you know that if you're beyond fourth in line, you can't go anywhere. The guy in front of you can't go anywhere. So it's probably more advantageous to just keep a steady pace of like 80% throttle, drag a little bit of brake as the energy kind of ebbs and flows. Just because... If there's nowhere to go, people aren't content to ride. Whether they're saving fuel, uh, or you feel like your lane is good for track position, you're just, you're content to log laps. So the intensity level was fairly low, partially I think because Ryan Priest had a big one. It always, it always goes like that. Somebody have a big crash, and then they'll like the we'll go two or three races. We'll probably go into February for the Daytona 500, and people forget about it, and you know, yeah, we'll have a couple of big ones just in a row because people forgot. That we need mm. to take care of each other and not push each other through the trial of them. So that's why I said that's why I figured that. I think people are going to take care of each other, and people are content to get to the white flag. So you know that when you come out of the pits, the last green flag stop wherever you cycle is where you're going to be. Whether you're not, whether or not you have a position to win, or you have a position to just probably end up getting caught in the crash. So with that, it was like three to go. The intensity level goes to like a six, two to go. Okay. Like a seven. And it was legitimately as the field took the white flag, it was like hammers, slide hammers, pow, 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 pow. Cause the field knows once you cross the white flag, next field, next flag ends it. So you just run wide open. It doesn't matter if you're 13th in line, first in line or anywhere in between where if you were the guy 10th in line with nowhere to go, soon as you get to one to go, you're just going to floor it, and you're going to try to push your lane forward Mm -hmm. because every row you pass is probably a spot or two. So one to go, you're just like pulling the belts tight. Like, okay, I'm going to either cross the start-finish line, checkers or wreckers here, and it's it's freaking electric. And I'm glad we ended up with a straight car. It was quite nice. I should try that more
2: often. (laughs) Bro, the move Blaney pulled on the backstretch was killer. It was like I obviously saw a little
1: bit of it. Um, I was hoping that the four would have – he went to the bottom, so the four-covered middle. The 12 was just clear enough in front yeah. of the 24 to get down, and obviously that that made his race.
0: I heard his spotter didn't even clear him.
1: You can see Josh? Man, you can see yeah, he, a lot. Ryan, in the, uh, I don't know. He's just like,
0: what? I think,
1: That's what he said
0: after. The, he's yeah, like, you can see, he never called me cle- You can see never...
1: after 500 miles of, like, gauging where cars are in your in your cameras, you as a driver can look in that and see how they are relative to your camera if you're clear or not, and there's also times. Oh, you're that's go, what I'm saying. I think like, Ryan
0: knew it. he was. I'm just saying his spotter hadn't, hadn't cleared him. Like that was Ryan.
2: Yeah.
1: Four out of nine races. At, uh, super
2: speedways.
0: It's insane.
2: Yeah. No, I yep. think that the cars are fast and. They, that 12 is always a rocket ship. And he does a really good job too. Yep. You know, and him and Josh work well together. It's uh, it, I feel like after the second stage, when we didn't get stage points, cause I think like the goal was like, okay, we're going to go here and win both stages and point our way in. Mm-hmm. Like, after the second stage, when we got no stage points, it's like, we we all kind of knew, but it was unspoken, like, we got to win this thing, because we don't want to go to the Roble next week, Yeah, like, on the fringe, and to be able to pull it off and, like, just execute today and do that, like, it was probably, I mean, it ranks up there as one of the most fulfilling wins, like, the Daytona 500, Coke 600, that Bristol, like, the, all that stuff is like, it doesn't, like, nothing really holds a candle to that, but that was just very fulfilling in the playoffs and be like, all right, now we can focus on getting through these, the round of eight and going to Phoenix. Is that why he did a a
0: burnout for the first time in a cup car?
2: Yeah. He said, I was just fired up, man. I was so excited. I just grabbed a gear. Dude. uh,
1: And I, and I love because Dale Inman told me the same thing. I did a burnout when I was driving for those guys in ARCA series somewhere, Kentucky, maybe. Right. And you'd, do a burnout because that's what Jimmy Johnson does. I mean, that's what, you know, <laughs> yeah. Kyle Bush does. He freaking burns it down. So when you're 19, 20 years old, you just burn it down. And I was flying home somewhere with those guys. Might've been from there. I feel like it was a couple of weeks later. Cause like you could tell Dale had just been waiting to like, get me to sit down to tell me his burnout story. And Ryan said it in the media center, I believe, but, Dale says, he he gave me a little more in story. He said, son, you ever watched the Kentucky Derby? I said, of course I've watched the Kentucky Derby. Everybody's seen the Kentucky Derby. I said, you ever seen that jockey? He hops off that horse, and they put the garland around his neck, and that horse is just breathing hard because he just won and carried that jockey to victory. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever seen that jockey get off and just beat the absolute out of that horse for winning that race i was like no sir i i I haven't said so why are you beating up a car after you win? i said i haven't i haven't really thought about that sir so spoken since then like a as, true
2: crew chief spoken like a guy that's built a lot of yep. race cars and won a lot of races exactly. spoken
1: like an eight-time nascar cup series crew chief you should have champion. said
2: you should have said dale do you ever see all the trainers and everybody that work at it Run over and jump on top of that horse and drive right victory <laughs> lane like you guys used to at Darlington, <laughs>
1: and ride that horse yeah.
2: in the victory lane <laughs> like it's a dang pack donkey. He'd probably be like
0: hanging off the side. Damn
2: it! Yeah, how do I answer that? Yeah.
0: Damn it! I'm going to see him on Friday. Oh, I I, we're at Legacy MC Media Day. All right. Oh, we're going to do a little something. That's so gonna I'm, I'm going to be like Ryan Flores, sir from Team I got Pinsky, yeah.
1: I got one for uh, you.
0: Has has a question. <laughs>
2: You ever jump on that horse's back and ride it? <laughs> Remember that idiot that came up here and interviewed you with Corey a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, that guy. He's got something to say.
0: Good awesome. for you guys though. Happy for you. Yeah. Round of eight. Huge. Awesome. Penske's got a car in that's big. Breath, so,
2: breath of fresh air, really. Yeah. Like for like I could see today at the at the happy hour that it was like, Hey, we ain't dead yet. Let's yeah. go. Like and it was I mean, momentum is momentum can be dangerous. I and mean, that's where I think we are right now, right? You got Positive nothing to lose. Seriously. So dangerous. And everybody's bought in. It's one car. and Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh,
1: Five times for young Ryan Blaney in the round of eight. Didn't know that it was that amount. So, um, is this the year he can break through?
0: I still think it's a very tall order, looking at the strength of, of Hendrick Motorsports and Joe Gibbs Racing. But you've got two weeks to work on Vegas, and you know better than me. I mean, how do the next three, how do Vegas, Homestead, and Martinsville line I'll up haul ass
1: in Martinsville.
2: I think that Ryan Blaney last year going and obviously he was happy for his teammate. But I think the mistakes that he made internally in the round of eight last year when he had to go to that banquet and sit there and know that he should have won Phoenix and that we were walking our way into the round of four and that we kind of gave that championship up. I think that he is so tapped in right now because that pissed him off, right? Like As, as happy as we were for Ryan, it was also like, you feel like you should have won that championship and you had to watch all the guys that you practice with, all the guys that stand next to you go and enjoy that and have that have because that of what moment happened to Joey right but we didn't go we well yeah we we're happy for Joey right but there's also a little bit like that should have been ours we all felt that way had that chip on our shoulder because you know we we were running second or third at Vegas and spun out and crashed running third after the last stop at Homestead for the day and had a miscue downshift instead of upshifted on the access road spun out and then we ran second at Martinsville right and just barely missed it because the 20 car beat us Right, we go to Phoenix, we dominate all day, and you know we kind of protect Joey there, and he That's wins right. the race and wins the championship. So for all of us internally, we're happy, but it's also it's like two, you know two things: you're happy for your teammate, but you're also pissed off because you're watching what should have been yours right in front of you. Mm. So Ew. and you know Ryan felt that, and they I think, hungry, and, and don't yeah. think don't think that Ryan didn't take notes that he got roasted all week for speeding in Texas. He did it again. He did it again right so it was great for the confidence of our team and for him to just call your shot and go hit a walk-off at talladega because of his execution like he crushed that day from saving fuel our gas man crushed it. like everybody executed well and it was like this is how strong our team is forget last week here we are and here's new life moving forward and i think new life is dangerous
1: you know who uh didn't crush it this week
0: Rodney Childers,
1: the some bitch who was supposed to tighten them windshield bolts up. Yeah. Oof. What do you I think was, about that, Danielle? How hot are the Sirius XM phone lines on that one?
0: It's a it's a lot of calls. Everyone's wondering if if you do it on purpose or it was an innocent mistake.
1: I will say this: I don't know if if it was intentional. The car's buffer like a son of a bitch. Right when you roll one window down in your car, and uh. and the other ones, and you have to be like, oh Jesus, roll that window down. There's instances of that, that they can make a case. I don't know if it has to do with cabin pressure or leaking air through the front windshield, trying to get it out the back, try to get in the spoiler. I don't know if we're ever going to know. What I do know is that if there is an accidental incident, hypothetically, and there are purposeful infractions in previous years on your car, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to making a case that it was an accident, you tighten the windshield bolts up. And I think that's – I'm going to have an unpopular take. Let's hear it. I am, we have all heard on this show, partially because Mobile One sponsors, partially because I'm a big Kevin Harvick fan, I want to see him win more than – as much as anybody on his way out. I'm almost glad he didn't win that race.
2: Oh, that would have sucked if he won and got tossed. I, that would have burnt s-
0: half the place down and then been like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> Which tra- I, I, I'm glad tragic. that NASCAR wasn't in the position to yeah. have to do that. Because I don't even want to. I, I don't even want to hypothesize what NASCAR would have done or should have if done. If I was
0: NASCAR and that happened and Harvick won, I would have looked the other way. I'm sorry, but I would have. You said it, not I. Yeah.
2: yeah. But
0: I don't care. I would have.
2: Look, I, that would
0: have been an amazing moment for the sport. Yeah. And to take and for him and that team and Rodney. And it and, wouldn't
1: have impacted the playoffs.
0: Yeah, that's right. No stage Speak points. for yourself. Really. Oh, yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're talking to the guy the guy that won. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would have impacted you, but that sucks for them. I hate it for them.
2: I'll say this in from a team guy and, and in NASCAR's defense, just playing both sides. NASCAR was looking at windshield bolts for a reason. They obviously know that there's an advantage there. Rodney came out and said, like, hey, I've cheated before. This wasn't it. So it sucks for everybody involved. But rules are rules. And without rules, it would be anarchy so you got to keep the rules for everybody and it it sucks i think it's always a black eye that's why nascar has is so strict with the rule book to say hey don't break these rules that's why the fines and the penalties are so steep because the last thing they want to do is alter finishing position after the race is over it's something that nascar does not take lightly so for them to do that they obviously know that there's an advantage there and it's been tried and tested so they feel like it's a it's a (laughs) Dis, disqualifiable of, of, uh, <laughs> offense? Is that <laughs> what you're saying? It's disqualifiable offense? Disqualifiable? <laughs> <Disqualifle>? Travis Quappel <laughs> made Travis up that rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good
0: thing NASCAR you did tires. the right thing. NASCAR did the right thing, but I hate it for him.
1: So I mean, 530 30 seconds anyway, T-handle, man. Tighten that thing right up. 530 seconds, a little bit of blue Loctite
0: um come on harvick and you know what i mean sometimes listen i'm not saying they did on purpose and rodney childers is saying they did not yeah and i respect the hell out of rodney but you're watching the weeks tick by and all he cares about is getting that car to victory lane one more time for kevin and perhaps desperate people i'm not putting it on anybody i'm not saying it happened on purpose but desperate people do desperate
1: things Uh, i i i would tend to agree with rodney i i or believe what Ronnie, Rodney says. No, I do too. Because but there's, there's juice in a lot of other areas besides windshield bolt. Yeah.
2: Ugly. I got everybody mispronouncing in here. Yeah, I know. They Rodney. Talking about getting beat while you're down, right? Like Stuart Haas racing all year, just getting – They're down, they're having a bad year, and they're just getting whipped. Hang on.
1: Speaking of, speaking yeah. of Stuart Haas racing, can we just talk about how Shake great Chase, Chase Briscoe looked this weekend? And, oh, the, my and, God.
2: Dude, the, even the picker, like the Jackman on the 14, he looked like – Like, when he come walking by, I'm like, he looks like the Jackman from Ricky Bobby. Dude,
1: Chase Briscoe had the mustache, had even the small Oakley shades on. Um, God, he looked great. Loved it. And I sat next to to Ryan Priest in the driver's meeting. I said, look at your teammate. He looks, he is Cal Naughton Jr. You can't even grow sideburns. How the hell do you think you're supposed to be Ricky Bobby? He goes, "I I would wear sideburns if I can grow them. I just don't literally grow hair on the side of my face. <laughs> I said, well, maybe you should have been Cal Naughton Jr. then. Oh, man.
0: I talked to Briscoe about it, and this started obviously months ago. It was just an idea he had. I mean, without Briscoe, none of this happens. Like, he championed the idea. He did? Asked Stuart Haas to chase it. Got on the phone with Wonder Bread and Old Spice. Begged oh, and begged. That. He said at times it was they, they were in. Phone call a couple of weeks later, they were 100% out. There I'm were so many s- times this thing almost didn't happen, and he's like, I willed it to happen. Like, At Pretty boy. awesome.
1: Great yeah. job. Great job, Chase. Yay. And Ryan. And Sewer House Racing for pulling off yeah. that. Because I'll tell you something. That there was, if there was 100,000 people total there, I don't know what it was. Let's just call it 100,000. 40,000 people didn't have Chase Elliott shirts on. They had some sort of Wonder Bread or Old Spice or Talladega Nights
0: no yes. merchandise
2: yes
1: yeah, really R- Ryan Ryan Priest said that they sold out every day on the merch trailer of the Wonder Bread stuff so what? people love it and I will tell you I was I talked about this on the Chevy stage in the little Q and A I used to think in my younger my younger days that Days of Thunder was the most realistic NASCAR movie Talladega Nights is spot on for NASCAR. It is exactly correct. <laughs> it's a cult correct. classic. Every so, time I watch it, it gets better and yeah. better. All the stereotypes, all the exaggerated personalities. I'm like, yep, that's who that is. Yep, that's who that who is. Who are
0: you?
2: Me. Uh, who am I?
0: Yeah.
1: Ricky Bobby.
0: Oh, Went you're Ricky Bobby. No, no.
2: John Girard, he's the, he's the La Joie. French, <laughs> yeah. Some French race car driver.
1: Cody La Joie.
2: La Joie. You know who else didn't like their Talladega day was the 2311 guys. That's a, they're in a tough spot. I think Tyler Reddick is, I mean, even if you're Tyler Reddick going to the Roval with all his success at road courses this year, you don't want to be in the red. Go it's only the, by go two. Going to the blackjack It's only table. by two. Still, it's red and not green. <sighs> Come
0: on. Uh, with
2: sta- but, but here's the thing. With stage breaks, you're inevitably going to be at somebody else's mercy at some point in the race. There's no doubt about it. You're going to lose track position, and you're going to be reliant on the guy behind you to not blow the corner and spin you out, and the guy in front of you to not wreck somebody in front of him. Of like, the
0: four below the cut, heading to a road course, the last one I'm worried about is Reddick. And I talked to him Monday. I'm not going to say cocky. Dude's confident. He should be. He's like, we're going to be fine.
2: It's not, it's not just the road course, though. It's ro- the road course and an oval. It's a Roval. Well,
0: I asked him that. <laughs> I was like, what about the old hybrid part of this? And he was like, it's a road course. We're going to be fine. <laughs> oh, Stern. Like, okay. Stern Reddick. Yeah, we we got Stern Reddick. I was like, pressure? He's like, I've won back-to-back Xfinity championships. Like, I've been in pressure situations. We're good. I was like, okay, good. Let's go. Yeah.
2: Love it. My I am
0: feels strong.
2: What about his teammate? On the contrary.
1: I would be highly surprised if Bubba Wallace pulls a road course one out of his hat, but
2: he doesn't have to win. No. I mean, stage points, they can go for stage points. And he ran what, top 10 the last – did he run 12th the last road course? He was up – he was closer he to the gotten, front than he's ever been. He has gotten significantly better.
0: I'm worried about Kyle Bush. I mean, this time of the year heading into the Roval, we usually have one or two guys that are in a deep point spot. And you're talking about which one's going to need a walk-off win? There's one. I mean, maybe. 26 back – do you guys consider that must win? I feel like Kyle cool. Bush is going to go home.
2: Yeah, Does he's he? going home. Uh, unless he. I mean, now, unless he can. That's, he's, that's ACAR, what i car, saying. Like, ACAR won a couple road courses. Like they're.
0: No, I know, but do you think that's what it's going to take? Is yeah, my question. First, oh, sure. he's going to have to. For win. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, 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 yeah. And same with you. Got to be within Ross single too. digits
1: to think. You got to be within single digits up or down to think that you can make it.
2: I think Ross too, but like he's won road courses as well. So, I how many I, is Ross back? He's ten back, and then Kozlowski's plus plus two. Like. Brad, I don't love Brad. I don't love Brad's numbers on road courses other than Watkins Glen.
1: Man, introducing stage breaks back with the opportunity to flip um, them, guys staying, taking stage points probably in the first segment, choosing to pit before pits close with three to go in stage two to retain that track position to start the third stage is going to dice it up because you're going to get some guys flipping stage one. Four going stage points altogether to get a good fit, finish at the end. It's going to be much less a snoozer than what we've seen at the road courses this year, and I'm excited to do that. I got the, I shook, I shook uh, MJ's hand. His hand. Why? This is not the week? first time. Yeah.
0: Well, for, for
1: one, I wanted to tell, so I gave him all my guys knuckles. Great job, guys. Let's freaking go. Top five. Proud of y'all. Thank you. And I saw him out of the corner of my eye with a couple of guys walking. So I was like, oh, let me just, like, w- I had to walk the direction he was going. So I was like, I'll say hello, oh, MJ. And timed it to where, you know, we were a couple feet apart. And I was like, MJ. And he actually, like, changed his path, shook my hand. He said, hey, good job, kid. So I was like, dude, his hand is like a pillow. It's so soft. I don't know what kind of <laughs> lotion he uses, but it's fantastic. <laughs> um, One but of those it's,
0: European large pillows, right? Like a big. Like,
1: like greatness. Wow. But it's like his fingers and his thumb were touching around my hand. My man's got some mitts. Wow. He's got an aura. And then I said, hey, it's great to see you at the racetrack the last couple weeks. He said, cool. And we kept it moving. That's my MJ story. It's a good one. I have seen the Hornets play. Yes, I
2: have. No, I do. I I know you were thinking it. No, I heard a story this week that he's, like, really into NASCAR ownership, like, more so than... They dude, in he's been... NBA ownership. Dude, that guy's got so many other things to do on a Sunday afternoon, no. and he is in Talladega, Alabama. Sitting on top of the pit box an hour, like hour before the race. Into it. Like, just chilling. He's Talking with booty.
0: Both, he's got both of his drivers in. Like, I love it. He's amped.
1: That's a freaking big deal to get. Huge. Michael Jordan. The most recognizable, probably, person you know on the what planet. You thinking,
0: though? Like, after, at some point, like... Has everyone just been put on notice that you're not allowed to go up to him after the race and interview him? Because no one does. Because you can't. Uh, like, I've tried for 15 years to get an interview. Like, I've. you can't. He won't do it. You think he'd come on stacking pennies? No. <laughs> Never. MJ, <laughs> come on in here. Never. But, like, at what point can we be like, do you want to share that excitement? With the world after the re- is he waiting till they get to like the championship uh, four is he like when when are we gonna that, talk to him
1: I think some of that is like he's
0: keeping it all
1: in no I think some of the the distance from the media like preserves the persona a yeah. bit because There's
2: nobody better with intellectual property and time than him right mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah you ain't getting a selfie with that guy that guy keeps him moving.
0: Well, he probably has some bodyguards that wouldn't let you he, get close, he, too. He
1: does. He yeah. does. But, uh, I mean, just kudos to DH2 getting that guy involved in, oh, a, yeah. in a huge capacity. I feel good about the 40, 45 transferring. I don't feel good about it, Bubba. but
0: um, He surprised us before Watkins, Glenn, and Indy, and Daytona to do it. So Hey,
1: th- this year of all years is you, you can't bet on it. You don't know what's going to happen. And there's a reason why there's 12 of them, and they're the top 12 because they can run good, or win any given week.
2: Yep. It's
1: hard. It's hard to be top 12. It's hard to be fifteenth. It's hard to be 20 points. Because they're all pros. Faux show. And another pro who ate a truck spoiler. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and go to a break because I want to talk about the shirt Ryan's wearing, and we're going to talk about that dog of the week right after this.
2: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Do your pennies stretch as far as they used to? Most likely it doesn't. Here's why. It took 200 years for the U.S. to print its first $5 trillion. Today, Washington has done that in just three years. The problem, every new dollar makes each one of your dollars worth less robbing you and every other hard-working American. You can stop this cycle of robbery by diversifying your IRA or 401k into gold, an asset that has stood the test of time. Our new sponsor, Birch Gold Group, has helped tens of thousands of Americans protect their retirement savings with physical, precious metals. Now you can, too. Get a free info kit on gold right now by texting the word Corey C O R E Y to nine eight nine eight nine eight with an A plus rating with the BBB you're in good hands with Birch Gold so get your free info kit by texting Corey to the number nine eight nine eight nine eight go check them out put some pennies in some gold and we're back pit road boats and woes we have an electric segment coming up for you guys because this man is not immortal. This man took a truck spoiler to the cheek, got up, did his job, looked around, kicked his radio all over the place like it was a soccer ball, like it was a tether ball, (laughs) strapped to his belt, finished the stop, and then he stayed for the next day and finished stop too. Who's this hero in a half show?
2: Some would say he's not human. You know what I would say? I'd say you're right. (laughs) He's not human. What is he? He's a dog of the week. You're damn right he is. When you take your truck out of the race with your body – Roll the tape. You could see this at stack and pennies.
0: And yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my, my God. That angle. First
2: thing to point out here.
0: Oh, I don't want to see Oh, it. he just. Oh.
2: Hero in a half shell.
0: Dude. <laughs> he took that to the face. Do you
2: think that he
1: now adjusts his helmet preference from a half shell to a full shell?
0: I hope so. No,
2: because he's a dog, and he doesn't care. No, he don't care. Dude. Ugh. And he does, like, five interviews, a couple. He just, <laughs> right here. Dark. Right here, on I, my shirt. Right here. Not... You good to go? No, I'm great to go. Good's not even up. Good's not even in my vocabulary. I'm great. What's his dog's name? Charlie Plank.
1: Where'd he come from? The
2: he's dog a, pound. The dog he's a, pound. He's a track house guy. He's yeah. a he's a grinder. I don't I don't. He's not. I from what I understand, he's not one of the uh, he's not one of the old football players from Ohio State or anything like that. When when I asked um, Shane Wilson, who's one of his coaches over at Track House, he said, "Yeah, man, he's just a hillbilly." <laughs> But yeah, just an absolute stud. Uh, and and that's what pit road is made of. You know, it's a, there's a lot of grit, a lot of tenacity. And he just got up and he was ready to go. He did a couple interviews and got back on the wall and he's on, you know, a championship contending truck. That That's a place where super speedways, it looked like when I watched it, that Zane kind of lost where his pit box was and turned late. That's why nobody else jumped. But the tire carrier is the most vulnerable. Cause you're kind of cheated out from the wall. NASCAR gives you a step or two from the wall, and you have two tires. In this case, these tires are heavier than Cup tires. They're like with inner liners. Yes, they're they're the heaviest tires you carry. So his momentum's going out there. So where the jackman or the changer can kind of choose the mayonnaise or the mustard, like if you jump or not, he is screwed. And I've had this situation happen to me before at Daytona with Michael McDowell in the ninety-five car. He spun out the same way, but it was slower. I mean, he was absolutely no No, nowhere to go so for him to get up thank god that he didn't get hurt right but he's not gonna get hurt because he's a dog
1: He dogs don't have feelings apparently (laughs) they don't have any pain sensors in their body either he legitimately made his truck have a DNF
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) his body dude he's a stud and he was fine he's a 200 he's a 220 pound guy probably or more he's a big dude he says yeah I'm okay trucks tore up Dude, I'm, I will put pit road grit on, like, the grittiest dudes on pit road against anybody. And and that's what you have to be down there, right? You don't miss the next UFC stop. UFC fighters? I mean, they're not spotters, and UFC fighters, like, I see where you're going there. I saw that spotters and UFC fighters got They do have a lot of common, actually. Yeah, but no, these guys, I mean... They don't is get he, take like, a, break. a
0: regular truck guy? Is he an Xfinity guy? He does all
2: three. Guy? My man's a, a triathlete, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, all almost, three series.
1: Almost as much as an athlete as the spotters up there. They don't, they don't five lug
2: nuts? Five lug nuts? One lug nut? Doesn't two. matter. Yeah, no, he's got two big ones. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, Is and I'll tell least. you what else they were down. One quarter panel when you tried to mess with that guy. 3,500-pound truck? Nope. Sorry.
0: Who's yeah, me, he with on f- up right
2: quick. He's with Colleg on Sunday. Yep. So I, yeah, I don't know. Colleg, Colleg truck and Xfinity, or Colleg cup in Xfinity, okay. and, and uh, front row truck. So, yeah, that's a... I did, mean that's a championship guy, you know, he's on a championship team. So who's ink
0: do you have on your t shirt there, bud?
2: That's him. He signed it. It's a personal signature. What? I stopped by track house today and picked up this bad boy. Wow. I think I got I don't know if I should give it back, but I think I'm gonna keep
0: Who, it. No, Who no, it's made yours this t shirt? Where did this come from? It has all I know his face is that it. they had
2: it on Sunday. Anthropology. So they were hot to the press. These guys are faster than Alex Bowman at making t shirts. That's all I know. So they they care about anthropology. Th- great to <laughs> I go. I would buy one. Great to go. Charlie it has Plank. his
0: face. If you guys are just listening, it has Charles' face on it. He's got the, the helmet on. Great to go. Talladega super Speedway.
1: With the logos, probably copyright infringement, but who cares? We're not gonna tell it. That's on. all right. We're not selling it. We're wearing it.
0: You have a signed like autograph we need, feel, copy, feel dude.
1: I like need to cut the sleeves off that thing, but we'll work no. on that after the show. I mean, Shout
0: out. That's a to that's Charlie a Plank. Dog of the right week. There. He's the dog of the week. No quarter
2: panel is safe. <laughs> sliding towards Charlie Plank. <laughs> Buddy,
0: love it. I mean,
2: who hits their face on the spoiler that hard and just touched his face? Yep, it's still there and just keeps going. So we
0: talked. About I would this. be
1: down in the fetal position. That's oh, why you're
2: a driver, yeah, not a dog. That's true. <laughs> Certified. Other two races this weekend. Second dog of the week for a different reason. Our gas man, Chris Conklin, crushed it. It's a tough position to be in uh, to be a gas man at Super base, especially in a must win situation like him. It's like being a kicker, right? You all, like, you only, it's like a thankless job, right? It's like, hey, man, get the ball through the uprights. What the hell are you doing?
1: Yeah. How hard can it be? But it's
2: it's not the most important thing until it is, right? And this weekend it was. It was the most important thing. And, you know, Ryan right in the back saving gas and Hassler's plan doesn't come to fruition unless Chris Conklin absolutely crushes it. And it's those tenths of a second that, Gain you position to put you in the final two in the front two rows in during the final restart. So talk
1: about the difference that separates a great gas man from a good gas man in terms of negative plug times and then riding it out.
2: Yeah. So one, a gas man has to be the awareness has to be key, right? But it also it goes further. Like every gas man on pit road is probably the strongest guy on the team, right? And Chris Conklin has more. He has more wins. In the Xfinity series, as a Jackman than the 60 Win Dixie car, like he's probably the all-time leader. He might have more Xfinity wins than Kyle Busch. I'm not sure. Don't don't quote me on that. But he's I'm been around. He's, he's a he's a ex NFL guy. He got picked up by the Panthers. Was a I think he held the record for tight end scoring for D2 football at Wingate. Like absolute stud of a dude. But yeah, what what separates those guys is they have to be big, but they also have to be limber and light on their feet. So they have to be able to move. And when you've got you know, hundred pounds on your shoulder and that car doesn't stop exactly where it needs to be, it's the guys that can adjust. And you think you just plug that cannon. No, it's you have to plug that cannon, it has to seal off perfectly. Because if it rocks one way or the other and it breaks that seal, then fuel starts coming up the vent hose and then your car doesn't get full. Because it slows the it slows the the fill down. So there's so many nuances I really give just because of my gas man for a long time, Andrew Lackey is a big giant dumb redneck. I make fun of him a lot, but he's also one of the best gasmen on pit road. And I give gasmen a lot of slack. Um, I always say like, what do they call the guy that hangs out with all the picker guys? The gas man. The gas man. But like Chris pointed out this weekend, every race is a fuel mileage race. You just don't always know it, right? It only becomes a fuel mileage race when you don't get enough gas in it. Mm-hmm. So gassing is hard and I couldn't do it. I, I One time I tried to. Did they ever tell you the story? No. So Darlington is changing tires for Danica Patrick. We're running partial schedule. So it was her first year. Rick Pidgeon couldn't get the gas can plugged in. It was Green Flag Stop. He's struggling. Green Flag Stop Darlington. Trying to push it, trying to push it in. So I'm like, I get done. I'm changing rears and I stand up and he's like struggling. So I just grabbed the other gas can. like, I'm going to gas this thing with an open like a Simpson. Uh, Half shell. Give me it. They gave me that thing and it went, boom, flipped right over. <laughs> I set it down. I stepped back over the wall and started wrapping my hose up. I <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. Like, uh, I hope nobody saw that. Yeah, And then everybody looked at me like, we just saw that. And I'm like, nope, nothing happened. It wasn't me. <laughs> so that was my one gassing endeavor. Like
1: you just, like it just. High like side. I grabbed it and
2: I was like, I can't do that. And I just kind of like set it down without crashing it and just stepped over the wall. <laughs> like, like that. Yep. Nope. Everybody's like, we all saw that. I'm like, nope. no. Pretty no. short
0: career as a gas man, Ryan.
2: Yeah, that was it. It was about three seconds. <laughs> and that was it. So. You'll have that. Not a. Not a gas
1: dog.
0: Everyone Not has different gifts. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Fuel mileage could be a factor this weekend, too. You never know going in this race. depends on how the cautions fall and how to where you're big. running. Tires so. are valuable. Yeah.
1: You can make some hay on tires. I think you could see if there, you got ample time, if you got 10 laps to go and the top eight or nine stay out, you could see the guy come in, take four, drive back to the lead, win a race.
2: From how far back? 10th. think you can With pass 10, to 10 go. cars and really you can pass
1: one a lap for sure. Probably passed three the first lap. I'm not good at math, but however many laps happened. (laughs) A couple more. I think so. I think, yeah, tires are – there's some speed in tires for sure. Probably two and a half seconds fall off. Two, two and a half seconds. It's going to be some strategy.
2: Strategy. A couple woes this week. Stage
0: breaks. A
2: couple woes this week. stoppages back. Oh, my goodness. Gas can was on fire. Speaking of gas cans. Jesus. Yeah, I think that that was just a classic. So how that happens, right? It's very challenging, especially on a tight pit road where everybody's on the lead lap when the car drops and has to turn out like it that mm-hmm. that can get stuck in there but it sounded like there's a there's a mixed bag because you have when you do four tires and you have to wait on fuel most people leave the left side up and wait for the jack man to right. nod and then they drop it well yeah. it's a mixed bag how people do it some people drop it and wait on the crew chief but i feel like i've always felt like for you when the car drops like if, if it's sparks, instinct
1: if sparks isn't being like leaving on me leaving on me leaving on me as they drop the jack i'm like yip, yip,
2: here we go gotta go so i think that that was a little bit of a miscue either between the crew chief the gas man the driver and the jack man on if they were dropping the car or not but it just goes to show you like that's how hard that is and that's how calculated everybody is you don't see a gas can getting flung down pit road on fire but it looked cool as hell I hated it. Like I hated it for Ian and, and you know the fifty four guys who were just recently the dogs of the week. Now we'll that's see how it quick on a it
0: NASCAR commercial here pretty soon. It's a yeah. great shot. Video great was shot. amazing. That was, like,
2: that was like a big fire. Well, I'm glad that it went straight and didn't turn back into somebody's pit box. That's a good that's but, a good point. But that's why we all wear safety equipment and have fire yeah. suits and wear helmets and there's pit road speed.
0: And by the way, Chandler is- Smith, even if it's qualifying, wear your head skirt.
2: Gosh, my man got slapped with a fine.
0: Ten grand.
2: And he didn't
1: he just made one lap?
0: Yeah. Damn. NASCAR <sighs> sent in a message like do not skirt safety when it comes to fire.
1: Literally. Don't skirt yeah. it. Wear a helmet, yeah. helmet skirt.
0: Yeah. That's right. Wear, that's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and only you can prevent forest fires. That's right. All right, we're gonna transition here from one dog of the week on pit road to a Dog riding some books. Marty Smith gave us an hour sit down interview. We talked about all things of his relationship with drivers when he was in the industry, but covered his new book, Sideline CEO. Here's a short snippet of three questions that I always ask everybody. But if you want to get the full episode, tune in this Thursday when it drops. So here is Marty Smith right here in stacking pennies. Put the phone on silent and simply enjoy the driving. But Mobile One wants to remind you that you can get that same kind of escape any day of the week. How? By simply hopping in your car, rolling the windows down, and hitting the road. No emails, no calls, no work, just freedom. Mobile One, for the love of driving. I got three questions for you because you <laughs> are a special stacking Pennies guest. Are you ready? Ready. I ask everybody this. We asked Kurt Bush these questions last week, and everybody else has been on the in the studio. They have gotten the chance to answer these. The question for a driver is: If you had to pick one car and one track the rest of your life, what do you go with? I'll ask you that question. Then I'll also pick: If you had to interview one person, alive or dead, mm-hmm. uh, at one location, okay? Where do you? Where do you? Who do you pick? And then one car, one track.
3: All right, one car, one track for me. I want like that, two thousand five. Twisted 2006, up. 2006, gnarled ass, twisted up. That was the coolest era ever for me. And that was also when Charlotte had all those bumps coming down the back straight away, and it just looked so kick-ass at night. With the reflective With, numbers, there, too? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. And there was so much travel in the springs, in oh, ba- the suspension back, they just looked badass, man. Hell yeah. So that's what I want. Okay, that's my car and track.
1: At Charlotte, too? Yep. Okay.
3: Yep. Not my favorite track, but that's the one I would want All in that right. era. Like, think about – I know this is going back like 10, 10, 12 years. Think about how dope One Hot Night was. Oh, yeah. Like, there ain't no cool. – It's the coolest race ever. Except when Junior won Daytona in 01, that was the coolest – that was the greatest moment in NASCAR history. Different,
2: okay. right? Like, they're, they're they're like super that, different. yeah, different emotions. Yeah. One
3: Hot Night was baller, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Davey waking up in the hospital.
2: Did we win? Did we win? Hell, yeah. I asked the car chief <laughs> on that car is our car chief. No uh, wh- Now, yeah, Ray, 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 Raymond Fox. He's our car chief now. And I asked him, I said, what'd you guys do? He said, went to Tech. <laughs> <laughs> like, just typical old yeah. school racer. I'm like, you guys didn't go to Victory Lane? He's like, no, they want us to. Robert said, no, we just went to Tech, tore down, went home. I was like, damn.
1: Cash, out check."
2: I mean, that, like, think about that race, though, man. Big E, right? It's coming down and back straightaway.
3: And, I mean, it's just like the coolest thing. Those three guys, too, and Kyle having the opportunity to win it,
1: dumping Davey, and oh, mm. my God, I could go on and on and on. Cool oh, it, he, he dumped – did Davey dump Dale? No, I think Kyle did. I think so, too. Yeah, he was just a wrecking ball. We'll have to too. go to the tape, but
3: I I don't blame him. It's the Winston. <laughs> hey, going for the – Wreck mama. It don't no, matter who's in the way. No, way that 28 hit no, the first night fence. night race, too. Yep, but one hot night. Yep. And there's All a right.
0: story that Dale was going off into turn one, and he got in the radio's was like, there's a light bulb out right there past the yellow camper, you know? That's like. Very Dale. And I'm like, I believe it.
1: Very Dale. One person interview in one location. All right. Um, I'm going to
3: say Michael Jordan at the Grove. I, I've been around him a little Present bit. Present day? Right now. Okay. I have been around the, him a little bit socially. Tell people what the Grove is. It's his golf course down mm-hmm. in Jupiter, Florida. Because I think he would be relaxed in that environment, have a little bit of his uh, tequila, tequila that he ha- has, yeah. maybe a cigar, and the f- flyest pair of J's you ever saw <laughs> in your life. Um, I actually one time stepped on MJ's Air Jordan, <gasps> and I wanted to die.
1: It's it like so, he's yeah, I him. don't know if he's got any
3: more. Most yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, it, Marty. I think yeah, he's got it, a couple more, though. I lose my mind when people step on mine.
1: Yes, because you don't have an endless amount in your closet. Yeah, but
3: still, yeah, dude,
1: it's Michael Jordan's.
0: <laughs> yeah, heir, Jordan. like he and he yeah. had. A,
3: That's Danielle, Daniel, this is gonna make it even worse. He was wearing the M and M three. There's like seven pairs of those in existence. Mm. I'm Marty. so sorry. I'm so sorry, MJ. But <laughs> How did that go for you? He sat back in his chair. Like I was like, oh my god. Like I. I was getting ready to scrub it. I was going to say, yeah,
0: did you kneel Urban Meyer style? Yeah, he was
3: like, dude, he's like, (laughs) he leaned back in his chair. He's like, there's more where that came from. (gasps) Yeah.
0: So he he was was very graceful. Very graceful. Okay, that's
1: a great answer. Question number two, what is the most embarrassed you've ever been? Oh, my gosh. Um, The most embarrassed
2: I've –
0: On the job. On the job.
2: The most embarrassed I've ever been on the job. I Uh, thought it was going to be 2007. flag football league when I ripped your shorts off. You can't. You came across. You you were playing quarterback for the second Joe Gibbs. Gibbs. Game. Now, that was when we met, right? That was the first time we met. You didn't realize that you he were coming up against off the best. First time you met the man. Guess the, the best pass rusher in yeah. the league. No, so so. Let me tell you my story. I was on this team for Roush. NASCAR had a flag football league that we played off Harris Boulevard, and everybody was in it. Gibbs had teams. Red Bull, Roush. Every Hendrick had two teams. J.D. Gibbs played quarterback for the other Gibbs team.
3: Who was – no, this was the same team. It was the same team. We only had one team. He just wasn't there that day.
2: Okay. You played quarterback. And I – the whole – our whole Roush team ended up being the one tire changers full Mount Pleasant football team that he just graduated with, right? So, like, they were like, yeah, you can't touch the ball. So, in spite, I'm like, all right, they only let me rush the quarterback. I am going to be the best – quarterback rusher <laughs> in his, like time. I mean almost got in a fist fight with Joey from from Gibbs. God rest his soul, remember big Joey? And like I was just as brash as you could be. But yeah, I went to go pull your flag and my hand got stuck in his pocket and I ripped his shorts <laughs> off.
3: Well I I there's one other thing I remember <laughs> about that when when we met one another I had thrown a touchdown pass the previous drive or something, and I mean that was listen that league was full of dude like there were yes. great athletes all over that league, and I was talking a bunch of like no, an idiot. and then the Don't next and then the when when it was the same drive I think that Ryan pulled my shorts off, but I was running to my right. You may remember this, and he was rushing me, and I threw this laser off my back foot, but it wound up being like eight or ten yards short of the receiver. And it felt oh, true as hell coming off my hand. So I'm telling him, "There's another one." And it felt like he—I didn't hear the end of that one until the end of the game. I mean, like he would not shut up. Yeah. But those were fun days,
2: man. That like was. they were. That was a, those were fun days. It was a different time in the garage then, but yeah, that was. Well, I can only imagine between two elite <laughs> talkers. Well, it really was.
3: It, it, it was a different era of the sport. It was back then, and I don't know why.
2: I don't know what the difference was. Real, I think it was we were the younger pups maybe still. and It was before social media too, so everybody wasn't as connected, right? You were, it was your guys and their guys. Like now everybody, I feel like we've all been friends in the garage. We're like, we all know what's going on with each other, our kids, because we're so connected on social media. I think that might have had a little bit something to do with it because it was truly like I didn't know like Aaron Kuhn, right? From He was a Hendrick at the time, and I'm like, I want to tackle that guy. Yeah. Like I, like there was just guys that got on your nerve cause you didn't know them. So it was easier for them to be like the enemy, but yeah, it was just a different time. I think we all did more together than two. It seemed like,
3: well, I think another thing that I feel like uh, this is a bit of a, I digress tangent, but I feel like these days we're less connected personally because Correct. we're more connected virtually. Yep, And Therefore, we don't take time for one another like we once
1: did, and I hate that.
0: I hate I everything about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, that's a whole other podcast. So we'll have you back in for to break <laughs> that down. Last question: So, if I've got the old Men in Black memory eraser pen here, and zap them all away, all every single career memory that you've had—NASCAR, college football, golf, the works—you had to keep one. What do you keep?
3: Standing at the nineteenth green, uh, the eighteenth green in two thousand nineteen at Augusta National Golf Club. Tiger Woods chips up, and actually, let me back up. I'm probably 10 rows above the 18th green. Clubhouse is behind me. Tiger tees off, tees off right. He's walking up the 18th. There are probably 10,000 people all the way down 18, creeping over nine, all the way down one, chanting, chanting. It was unhinged in a way Augusta National is never unhinged. Even the guys that placed the placards in the scoreboard were clapping for him as he walked up the 18th. He chips up ultimately two putts to win his fifth green jacket coming back from that back fusion surgery and literally writing a miracle, and he walks off the green and his son Charlie runs into his arms and we were all instantly whisked to 1997 when he ran into his own father's arms and as a group they walked to the clubhouse for him to sign his card and I am on my tiptoes feverishly writing every detail I can write because I have been charged by my boss with going out there and detailing this moment and walking to the nearest camera at the first fairway so I can tell everything I saw to the world, the whole world. hmm And I get tugged on my sleeve, my right jacket suit sleeve. And I look over, and it's a guy who's like, Marty, I need a, I need a minute. And I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? And I'm still writing, watching Justin Thomas and Brooks Kepka and Tony Finau and Rory McElroy all there to embrace their hero because he's why they play the game. Mm-hmm. And this guy goes, Marty, I need a minute. And I look at him and I'm like, and he, I said, hey, man, what, what you got? He goes, we're Clemson campus ministers. I'm like, oh, I love that place. I'm there all the time. He goes, we see ourselves in Tiger's victory. And I said, how? He said, we're all capable of huge mistakes in this life, but we're also all afforded the opportunity at redemption. Mm. And I just sat there for a minute. And I said, you have no idea how easy you just made my life. (laughs) Yeah. And I shook his hand (laughs) and I ran to that first fairway camera. And I told that exact story to the whole world.
0: Gave you gold right there.
3: And in terms of my professional life, that's probably, there's several, but that's probably the one I would say 1A would to be, uh, to go back to Daytona in July of 2001. And watch Junior win that race again. It's the greatest moment in the history of the sport, and to see his joy, we—nobody had had seen him overwhelmed with joy and
1: fulfilled in six months. And so that was a beautiful thing to witness. Mm. This is a beautiful interview too. Gosh, thank you so much. I know you're busy, man. You got a roll, real quick. Where can people go check out this book and go buy it? Everywhere. Please do again. Thank all of you
3: guys so much for giving me the platform. Sideline see you can get it anywhere. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. Go find it, please. Again, it's not a sports text. It it truly is something that you can take and envelop into your daily walk, no matter your profession. I've done that as a husband and father as well. And it's really process over outcome is the the number one thing. We tend to project, and I don't want to project for my children. I don't. I want to be there for them at every step of their walk So they can find the best version of themselves and then they can make their own path. And I struggle with that sometimes. So you can get all of that there. And I hope that you do. Thank you guys.
1: I hope you do too. That's Marty Smith right here at Studio Stacking Pennies, guys. Thanks. Thank you, brother. Love you. Appreciate you. Thank thank you you both.
0: This is great. (sighs) Ah, All right, guys, time for Penny for Your Thoughts. Corey, Ryan, love answering the questions you guys send in. Ben M. asks, this week's question comes from the wife. She's a graduate psychology student who feels more like teams should invest in a team psychologist. Do you find this a useful resource, and do you think it improves race day performance?
1: Absolutely. There are teams, I think, that do. There was a so Desiree Festa. Shout out to Desiree. She was the... Sports psychologist I was working with, and we just came up with the the concept of stacking pennies. She now works for the Bills up in Buffalo. I don't get to talk to her as much um, as I used to, so I haven't found anybody here local that would be a regular sports psychologist. But I know that they bring in somebody pretty often.
2: Yeah, we use Jeremy Boone uh, quite a bit. You know, he comes in, he works with the drivers, works with us. And if I was starting a team though, I would call the lady from Ted Lasso. Love Jeremy Boone, but that lady from Ted Lasso got them dialed right back in. The she yips. Made, she made you feel. She made you feel good. The yips. No, don't say the yips. That was. A, it's a real thing. The yips are a real hey. thing.
1: Um,
0: I know one of the big Cup teams that recently just hired one.
2: Name, Full name. time. Yeah. Rick Ware.
0: <laughs> no. Oh. Not Rick Ware. Like a. a fort, like a four car team. Yeah, maybe Hendrick.
1: Um, mm. it, they're so valuable. Um, it's a
0: good thing because they're offering it to everyone: crew chiefs, drivers, like. Now, it's a good thing.
1: Now you're, and with, without getting too far into the weeds, now your races aren't won in the fab shop. No. They're not won in the wind tunnel. There are elements of that, right? But now they're won with execution. They're won with preparation. They're won with grittiness, resili- resili- resilience, and composure under pressure. And that wears on you throughout the course of the year, and you need constant perspective adjustment. You need um, constantly to be challenged to look at things differently, right, through a not a myopic lens of it. You have to look at the whole scenario, and I think sports psychologists do that, and I think that there's some stigma around sports psychology as if it's like admitting weakness if you talk to somebody, but I think now if it gets – uh, your brain to process things quicker. If it takes some anxiety off your plate and you can go into the race, clear minded, level headed. Um, I think that there is a lot, a lot of value um, in having a healthy mental state, particularly when the cars and the competition is as strong as ever. Now that six inches between your ears matters even more. And it's pretty apparent.
0: Well said. I think there's a stigma just around mental health and anyone going to talk to someone.
1: No doubt.
0: But if your heroes are doing it, it's a good thing.
1: Hey, there was a lot of fat race car drivers until Jimmy Johnson came in and started That's kicking right. everybody's
0: ass. I hear you. Golden Diver says, hey, Corey, saw you pit with the Toyotas first stop. Then you found the Fords later on. What dictates what group of cars you pit with? So At super we
1: don't have a lot of friends. Um, there are eight key partner Chevy teams, and they generally don't like it when other people tag along. So they don't invite us into a group chat. So we don't know when they're coming down. So we just kind of hitch our wagon to whoever we think we can keep up with or whoever we're around or whenever a lot of times dictates in our case, we're running in the second lane. Cause a lot of the guys that know, okay, we are coming on lap 41. They can start making their way. Teammates let them in a hole on the bottom lane. And a lot of times you get stuck in the outside lane uh, and you can't possibly get down so the first stop, we came down to Toyotas, and it did not cycle well. We actually cycled to the tail end, so we realized that that wasn't the plan we needed to stick with. In the second stage, our third stage, we came down with the first group. So whatever first group was coming down, we were going to commit to them because that seemed to always cycle to the front. And we just kind of make our plan on the fly, and it tends to work out. Last one? Yes.
0: Penny for your thoughts. Bobby D 48 says, Corey... I want to come to Kickball. Are tickets still available? I'll be at the Roval.
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. Of course, they're only $7, too, if you just wanted to come on out.
0: See what you did there.
2: Or a pair of shoes.
1: Yeah. Or bring a pair of shoes. $7, probably cheaper than a pair of shoes. It all goes to a great cause. 100% of the proceeds go to the Kannapolis YMCA and Samaritan's Feet. Super excited. It is one of, if not the most fun day I have ever. In the entire year, just to see all the people that you uh, have great relationships with in a competitive, yet in a, not a super high concentrated pressure packed day. It's like a grown up field day, like in eighth grade Yeah, or not even eighth grade, fourth grade. We are the back to back kickball classic champions going for the three Pete for the built ballers. Don't I, even give me that. Um, you
0: stack your team.
1: Yes. Full the of objective studs is and then brag
0: win. that you win.
1: No, I don't brag. I just tell what happened and <sighs> then we just won.
2: God.
0: My team is
1: our team is the going, going to least finish stacked. last. No, no, no. The no. least stacked <laughs> minus can, can I lay
2: the the you situation took everybody. out? Beaver Dragon got no. ran over by an NFL star. We have no NFL people on our. Kurt team. Coleman truck stick Casey
1: on first base. So there's two separate elements to the day. There is the kickball classic in which there are 16 bracket teams. That is what we call a competitive bracket. There are four celebrity teams, and as you could imagine, a group of race car drivers or media members aren't the most athletic. So I treat that event as more of like the all star game. Right. Right. You you're not gonna get Luka Doncic playing hard D right. in the all star no. game. Doesn't he's throwing alley oops, he's let like rolling the ball, getting the thing in play. No We're defense. kicking home. No defense. That's how I treat it. And I wanna get people involved, get the crowd fired up, kick some homers. But when it comes down to the competitive
2: bracket, I'm locked in. Locked yeah, we let in. them win last year. One. In the celebrity game, We're like, I we like,
1: do, yeah. Like I can't win them both. If it's not good taste. Bob Pockers caught a pop fly Shut that up. I kicked. I kicked the pop fly, and Bob Parker got
0: me out. Come on, Bobby. Come on, Bobby P. Love that. So See I, I tweeted that. out.
1: I tweeted out earlier. Uh, I saw. I put the NASCAR chasm jersey. Well, Leanne put the last NASCAR chasm jersey and. Bob's, and then I put a picture of Scottie Pippen and MJ underneath of it. Like, oh goodness, this is, goodness. The, this is a stacked locker room, ladies and gentlemen. So it is, it is so fun. Danielle's gonna be out there with SiriusXM, getting a bunch of interviews for own oh, track. Um, it's if you can't make it, if you're not going to be in town, you can watch it on NASCAR's YouTube page live. Um, I believe that starts potentially at six. I don't know. Sometime around that time, uh, they will be live. Chuck Bush and Jonathan Merriman. I know you guys have been asking for them. You've been missing them. Well, this is your time to tune in and to hear what those guys have to say. Uh, the Kickball Classic is going to be a great time leading up to the Roval weekend. A lot of great stuff going on in Charlotte. So I hope you guys come out. I also hope. You guys continue to like, share, rate, review, do all the things. Come on out. Continue to tell people about us. We have, we're have not we having a blast. We're getting in a groove of spare change, giving you guys some tips on the weekend. So I hope you guys are enjoying the content. And last but not least, there is always a Penny Stagger of the Week. And this man sh- shares my namesake. This man's name is Corey from Louisiana. Unfortunately for him, it is not spelled correctly. I talked to him. I noticed day. that. It is C-O-R-I-E. Then I actually spent a lot more time than I needed to after that. guy told me his name as to why my parents spelled it C-O-R-E-Y. But that's just that goes on in my
2: brain. We were checking the car, and I signed a car, a one-of-one one for Derek, another Stack and Pennies fan who had the same hat on, I think, as him. And so I was standing over by the fence, and the guy came up. He said, hey, man, Matt Corey. love the podcast. From Louisiana. I said, what's your name? He said, Corey. I said with an IE. He said, "How do you know that?" I said, "I know stuff." Yeah, and
1: I walked away. You're in the chat, big dog. Yep. Well, even you, the penny stacker of the week this week is going to come from the kickball tournament. So if you want to be the penny stacker of the week, you better make sure you get your ass to Atrium Health Ballpark. Yeah, make on a Thursday. sign. Make a sign like Trackside yeah, Live, like line, College like, Game Day. Like, yes.
0: yes. Spell Corey's name right. How C-O-R-E-Y. bad? Corey.
1: How bad do you
0: want it? Or a or a dog of the tournament.
1: Ooh,
2: hoo hoo. I like
0: that. Who's going to win? I like your subtle flex here, by the way. He's got all six. So that's odd, how. Ryan. I had
2: him on, but it, my neck started hurting. Yeah. yeah. My, t- my looks, traps have been such tight. It so. stud on the He field. looked like Michael Phelps out there. So
1: there's four medals there, five <laughs> medals there from the Huntersville Kickball League that we were led by our fearless captain, Cliff Daniels. We taught him
2: his leadership skills. We, yeah,
1: him you his did. Le- we honed his leadership right. skills. He had them intrinsically to start, but we really brought it out. Of you him.
2: can lead this group of dogs. <laughs> Anywhere. And the people that Hendrick Motorsports vet and hire are going to be way easier. Yeah.
1: No doubt. If you can hurt these dogs, you're doing all right. That's all I got for the day. Tune in Thursday for Marty Smith. It is a great, yes. great conversation. A lot of good stories. You will want to uh,
0: run through a wall after you oh listen to it. Oh, my goodness. My God. That a lot man. of broken
1: bricks around the studio here. From wow. Head first through them. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in to Stacking Pennies. Talk to you all next week. And, oh, we're presented by Mobile One. Have a great
0: day.